What is up, guys? You're listening to the MFCEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, if this is your first time listening, welcome. This is not your typical podcast, okay? We're not going to bring some dude in here who's done a couple things and ask him some questions, and uh, you know he's going to tell you all the shit that he did that you're likely not going to do and entertain you for 45 fucking minutes. No, that's not what we do here, all right? We discuss practical steps to be successful. We just give you practical advice, practical stories, um, help you understand what it's going to take for you to be successful. Fuck hearing about everybody else's success. How are you going to make yours? That's what we're going to talk about. And why is this podcast relevant to you? Because we are all the CEO of our life. And I'd rather you be the motherfucking CEO than be some boring ass pussy CEO. Okay. Everybody wants to go through life with a swagger. Everybody wants to go through life with confidence. Everybody wants to go through life being somebody. That's what we're going to talk about. And that's what I want you to do because what fun is going through life being a wallflower, you know, wishing you could be all these other things when you can't be shit because you're too scared to. All right. Today, as always, I'm here with my co host, Vaughn Kohler. What's up, man? I've got a really important decision to make tonight. Which nickname I should use today? Uh, well, you can you can Vaughn use Impaler, uh, Von Diesel, the Pastor of Disaster, DJ DJ God. Did you hear the new one that's going around? Which one? It's I actually like this one a lot. Oh God! Uh, it, it's a reference to my my role relative to you. Is the new the new uh, term for me is the calm before the storm. Oh, you made that up. No, it's, yes, it's, it's the biggest thing. It's, it's breaking the internet. Did you make it up? It sounds pretty made it's up. It's breaking the internet. You got way too much your own fucking nicknames, Vaughn. It's right up there with Khloe Kardashian and everything she's doing. What's she doing? I have no idea. I just know that they're all popular. <laughs> <What> the <fuck? laughs> all right, so everything I said about the podcast a few minutes ago is irrelevant. We're talking Vaughn, about you the, just ruined it. We're talking about the Kardashians and Vaughn's made up nicknames. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but my, back to my decision. So my decision is I, I, I've got Bachelor Night tonight because oh, my, my wife is out. So I'm either going to watch It's a Wonderful Life or Straight Out of Compton. The new Straight Out of Compton? The yeah, movie? I haven't that, seen it yet. It's Sal, good, dude. Sal told me it was it's good. It's good, yeah. You know? It's good. And, uh, I watched that. One of these days, I, you know, just for the delight of our listening audience, I'm just going to bust into... You, you won't. Know, I, maybe I will. You won't. I don't know. It probably hurt my, my overall street It'll, cred. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll hurt it so much. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been working the last couple of weeks to uh, sort of get you guys prepared and focused on some ideas going into the new year. Um, it's a lot of review, but the thing about what we talk about is you can't just hear it once, which is why you can go back and listen to different episodes about different things multiple times, which many of you do because I know because you tell me. Um, that's really cool. I like that. I appreciate that. Um, this is a tool and I want you to use it, but the last few weeks have been a little different. Usually we focus on a very specific topic and we get in real hard on that. And then the last few weeks we've covered, um, you know, more of a wide ranging, uh, angle of topics that we've, we've kind of put into, you know, one podcast so that you guys can think about these things going into the new year. Because the truth of the matter is, is most of you guys didn't do shit this year. All right, y'all talked like you were going to do a bunch of shit in the beginning of the year. You didn't do shit, and now you're talking about what you're going to do next year. You know, here we are halfway through the month. You already pissed away the first 15 fucking days, and you're going to wait until January 1st, and then you're going to come up with every excuse possible as to why you're not going to start now. 
So we're going to try to get into, you know, some material that can help you make up your fucking mind to quit being such a pussy. Am I right or wrong? You're right. Okay. So we talked about success. We talked about greatness. Today we're actually going to talk about something that I know you have a pretty strong opinions on, and that is the motivation or the issue of motivation. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into your particular strong opinions, let's take a step back for a second. And I just want you to tell me what you think is the number one problem with the whole motivation industry. The success zombie phenomenon. Okay. Um, and I made that phrase and now you're starting to see that phrase everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Success zombie. What is it? It's the dude who follows all the motivational people, likes all the shit, always comments, man, I fucking needed that today. Thank you. Um, you know, buys all the books, buys all the programs, buys all the this, that, and the other, and then doesn't do a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. That's the success zombie. They're constantly consuming success without actually doing anything to further their success. They think that they're going to buy that thing or read that thing or go to this seminar or do this thing, and all of a sudden their success is going to become automatic. You know, they're trying to figure out basically what it comes down to is they're trying to figure out how to cut out the fucking work, right? Which you can't do. So they go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And always wondering why it never works for them. And I'm holding up my fingers like Richard Nixon in quotes. It never works for them. Mm -hmm. It never worked for me. That didn't work for me. Well, you know why it didn't work for you? Because you didn't fucking do it. Right. Everything fucking works for the most part. You just got to do it. And you got to do it long enough. You know? So my biggest biggest thing is that. Um, There's far too much of that. So... In terms of how you fit into that whole general, I mean, yeah, so I'm a fucking enabler. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, cause just because the way I speak, like the way I speak, the way I, the way I communicate, what I write, the way I write, it's motivational, and mm-hmm. I know that, mm-hmm. and people dig that, and I get that they dig it. But what I don't like is that I'm feeding into that whole. I'm giving those people fucking life, right? You know what I'm saying, and content, and. You know, they say shit like, oh, you know, how can I repay you? You give this for free. You can repay me by going out and doing something. You know, I do that shit as much for me as I do for anybody. Really what you're seeing is me thinking out loud about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I struggle with the same shit. Every successful person struggles with the same shit that I talk about on this podcast or in my Instagram or on my Facebook posts. They may not admit that they struggle with it, but I can promise you they do. Because I know, because guess who they fucking call when they're having problems with it? Me. Mm-hmm. Because they think I'm the fucking expert about it. We all have the same struggles. And really, what I'm telling you is that I struggle with the same shit, and I write the shit for myself. And if you happen to like it, good. If you don't like it, good. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it is interesting, though, because when I asked you that question, you immediately went to what was wrong with sort of the crowd, the the, the spectators or the listenership. Well, but what I'm curious oh, about, fuck. what you think is wrong dude, with the motivational industry. Yeah, that's pr- what I was talking about. It's a predatory standard. I mean, like, dude, it's, it's, it's no different than than the fucking weight loss people. Like, and, and you're, you know, I sell fucking weight loss products, you know, but I also offer the support and the knowledge and the education needed for people to get actual results. The motivational industry is the same thing. They know that they write a program and sell it no matter if it's good or bad. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't matter. People are going to buy it because they're looking for that thing. And when the people don't follow through because they didn't do it, they're not going to blame the person because they know in their heart it's their own fault. So they don't ask for a refund or they don't ask for a uh, 
you know, they don't say that it didn't work because they didn't do the work. And it's easy to combat somebody who says, oh, that didn't work by just saying you didn't fucking do it. You know what I mean? Right. So you got all these dudes out there that they're slick Ricky and they, you know, they make up a program, they sell it to people and they take rented cars and rented fucking airplanes and put the shit on their Instagram page and stand in front of it and pretend that they're somebody and take advantage of these people. Right. And dude, the problem with that is just like it is with the weight loss people. You sell somebody a product, you sell them another product, you sell them another product and all three of those products don't work. What do people really start thinking? Now they start thinking, fuck, there's something wrong with me. I can't lose the weight or I can't be successful. It's me. No, it's not you. It's that these motherfuckers are lying to you. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's the problem. So it's a very, that's why you don't see me doing, you know, all this shit. I don't do info products and I don't do books all the time. Like I don't do buy my seminar and all this shit. I don't do that shit. You know, I, I cre- if I'm going to sell a book, it's going to be a book that's useful for a tool like our, the children's books. Right. You know what I mean? That can help create a culture over a long time. Am I going to get rich off of that? No. Fuck no. I'm not making shit off of it. Right. But it's to serve a purpose. But most of these dudes understand how to utilize the internet to make a lot of fucking money off of people that have, you know, no confidence, no knowledge, no hope, and probably no money too, and just take their money. And right. that's, I don't know. It's just not cool in my opinion. So... With that in mind, I mean, we have a we have an ever-increasing listenership, and there are millions of people that are now listening to us. And by the way, guys, that's not an exaggeration, and it's not a boast. It's fact. I mean, it's we're yeah. it's awesome. We well, literally have millions of people downloading. So my question is, because if, if this is one of, if, the, if this is the first podcast- Which, somebody, by the way, the millions of people downloading is a testament to our audience, because we don't fucking advertise the podcast. We're not running Facebook ads. We're not running any kind of advertising. Right. That's a testament to you guys listening- Paying the fee, you know, if you're, this is your first time, the fee, all we ask for here is that you, that you recommend the podcast to a friend. If you found the podcast entertaining, useful, something that you enjoyed, please recommend it to a friend because that's how we grow. We grow totally organically here. So, you know, that's all on them, you know, for doing that. So thank you guys. Yeah, no, that's a great point. So real quick, and then I'll jump right into my, my specific questions. But if this is the first podcast episode that a new listener listens to, and you just talked about the predatorial nature of, of a lot of the, uh, the motivational industry. What in your mind is the difference between that and the MFCO? What should people expect when they listen to stuff well, that we do? First of all, I mean, there's a million different differences. But the biggest one is I've actually built a business that's a business. I, don't, I didn't get wealthy from selling people info products about how to get wealthy, which is what most of these dudes do. You know what I mean? My cars I post, those are my cars. The planes I fly on, those are our planes. Okay? The shit that we do, that's our shit. Like, that's not some rented photo shoot shit. That's my fucking life. You know what I mean? And if you follow me on Snapchat, you know that because I post it all. But the point is, is that um, that's the biggest difference. The biggest difference is I've actually built something from the ground up with my business partner and my crew here with the team. You know, I didn't do it all by myself. I got tremendous, awesome individuals that work for me that have fucking helped build an awesome deal and we've done it from the ground up and there's a real fucking lot of lessons there you know what i mean how are these guys supposed to know that if all they've done is sell you an info product they're regurgitating shit from other people that they don't even fucking know about you know that's why you can't you go see these guys talk live and they sound like fucking ass clowns you know what i mean whereas Mm -hmm. you go talk to somebody you like you come to watch me or if you came to our gary v event where me and gary dude we gave out fucking thousands of dollars worth of worth of 
uh, information out. I mean, dude, tens of thousands of dollars worth of information out because you know what? I don't agree with everything Gary says. I like Gary, but he's built a fucking business from the ground up, a couple of them, so have I. And there's a big difference between those kind of guys and guys who just sell fucking info shit. Right. You know what I mean? That's the biggest difference that you're going to get. The second biggest difference is that you're not going to get me trying to sell you some shit every five fucking minutes because I don't really care because I've already made money doing this other thing and I continue to make money doing that. Right. So I don't depend on that. So if I don't depend on that and I don't have to sell it, the odds are I'm going to tell you the fucking truth the way it is. I'm not holding anything back. A lot of these dudes hold shit back because they want to sell it later. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you get an open product here. And, and you can't possibly leave out the other aspect, which is that we're very balanced. We don't just talk about dreams and goals. We talk about the reality that you're going to have to work for those dreams yeah, and goals. No, it's not just saying, hey, close your eyes and envision this shit. It's, hey, close your eyes and envision this shit. Now let's create a plan from there to here on how we're going to do it. Right. And we do all those things here. Right. So recently on Facebook, you posted uh, that you don't understand the people who say, I just need someone to kick me in the ass. <laughs> if you need somebody to kick you in the ass... As you said it, the whole world's going to kick your ass. That's you know? right. And by the way, for those of you, I'm just quoting Andy. Yeah. That's why. But so I want to start right away by talking about emotions because most most of the time, uh, people aren't motivated because they don't feel like doing something. And I know you've said before that you are very self-motivated, but let's face it, some people aren't. Okay. Um, so my question for you, what I'd love you to talk about a little bit is, even if you your personality didn't necessarily need to learn how to motivate yourself because that c- comes more naturally to you, what have you learned over the course of being an entrepreneur and kind of pursuing success over the last 15, 20 years that has helped you overcome emotion or just the feeling of, I just don't feel like doing something today? Well, the difference between people who do really big things and people who don't is not doing it when you're motivated. It's doing it when you're not motivated. It's doing it when the last thing that you want to do on the face of the earth is to take another fucking step forward towards your goal. You know, and you could come up with a trillion reasons. You know, I want to watch TV. I want to go drink beer. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. But successful people don't do that. They do the things that need to be done, whether you're feeling like you need to do it or whether you don't. And that's just, a that's the differentiating factor. You know, the factor of, of if, if if the factor of success was what can you do when you're motivated, there'd be a lot more motherfuckers that are, you know, creating awesome shit after spending an hour on Instagram. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's not that way. And and so I think the trick is, you know, and what it ultimately comes down to is instant gratification versus delayed gratification is people understanding that concept and learning how to use it. You know, most people will always pick the instant gratification. You know, what's going to taste good now? What's going to feel good now? What's going to make me feel better now? Versus what's good for me for the next five years or the next 10 years. And the trick that I've found is that you need to start looking at your delayed gratification actions as instant gratification. So what I mean by that is like you start to go, you know, you're you're, you're trying to get in shape and, you, you know, you don't feel like going to work out. But instead, you overcome that feeling of not going to work out and you go work out and then you feel great and you enjoy that instant gratification you got from that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like if you work... Oh, I don't want to make those five calls and send those five extra emails at 10 o'clock at night, but you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. And then you do it and then you feel great. And then you're like, yeah, I got that. You know what I'm saying? And that's where your instant gratification, great feeling comes from. Instead of it coming from that negative area, it doesn't produce results. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So I I, that's something that I've learned to do 
Um, and I don't always do it, man. There's times when there's times when I fuck up and I do the fucking wrong thing, but those times are rare, you know, very rare, especially in business. They don't ever happen, but in fitness it happens. You know what I mean? Other areas it happens. Yeah. It's about training yourself to think a certain way. Well, speaking of training yourself, I, you know, you've often said, and I, we, we said this a while back and kill it every day. And I think you said this and when, uh, win the day that you have to find out what works for you. And I, I'm kind of curious what you think about something. So I, I've been trying to discipline myself to get up at five o'clock and in the morning. And to be honest with you, it's been killer or it was killer. But for the last two weeks, I found a solution. And it was, it was actually, I shout out to Big Ty Russ because he gave me this idea, is that I determined that it was actually easier for me to get up at four o'clock than it was to get up at five o'clock. So for the last two weeks, I've been getting up at four o'clock. My mornings have been awesome. So I'm curious if, if for me, the principle is, is that very often you're not going to want to feel like doing something, but if you can structure your, your day in a way that, that you're doing things at the time where you're most likely to probably do it, whether you feel like it or not, that seems like it's helpful. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, man. I mean, why would you not do that? Yeah, I mean, to me, that's common sense. Like, well, because I think most people who are still building confidence, I think they think they need to do it like somebody else. Dude, I'm going to tell you, here's a, here's a stone cold fucking rule. The earlier in the day you do it, the more likely it is to get done. Yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. Whether it's working out, whether it's cardio, whether it's, you know, making calls, emails, whatever, meetings, the earlier in the day you get it done, the more likely it is to be done. Because during the day, as you know, and all, everybody knows, shit happens. Right. We get, we get phone calls we didn't expect. We get news we didn't expect. Things happen that we didn't expect to happen. And that throws us off our routine. And it's very, basically what we're doing is we're going through the day. And let's say, let's say it's a workout, right? I'm going to work out at 6 o'clock at night. And that's my plan. And, and it all goes really good up until 3 o'clock. And I get this phone call that, you know, my grandma's in the hospital. And then I get another phone call that, you know... Um, so-and-so's in town for just one night and you get all these different things that happen. Then all of a sudden you put that off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a, it's, it's an item that you can, you know, it's an expendable item on your list now because these other things have taken priority. So what you, you know, what I've figured out is that, you know, make those things a priority, not only in priority, but in time of day that you do them because they're more likely to get done. Like I, the first thing I do is work out in the morning. Cause like, I know that's like the fucking least likely thing. That's the first thing I'll push off my plate if shit Hmm. gets busy. Hmm. So as long as I get it done right away, there's no time for anything to jump in the way of it. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, um, and that whatever it is that you struggle with, like the hardest thing for you to do is what you should do first, because that way you're guaranteed to get it done. Right. Right. I love that. It's basically scheduling scheduling the things that you know you need to do at a time that you're most likely to do them. And, right. you're, not, and you're not giving your emotions even time to start rationalizing. No, right, exactly. No, I it's love just, that. You wake up and do. Yeah, but you know, I, I'd, I would like to draw out a principle that this is another way that I think you're different from other, uh, you know, some of these online motivational courses is, is that you really do tell people, find out what works for you. And I think a lot of people fall into the pit of, Oh, they saw some online course that's telling you this is the way you have to do it. And so they follow that and it doesn't work for them. And then they beat themselves up because they're trying to motivate themselves based on what's, what works for somebody else, not what, what works for them. I mean, there's a million ways to skin a cat, right? Right. Start at the foot, 
start at the head, start at the tail, start. It doesn't matter as long as the cat gets skin, <laughs> right? You know, and it is about finding people, finding where and what is going to work for you. It, you know, like for me, working out is something I push off my plate, so I don't care. I I'll do it. I have to do it first thing, or it probably won't get done. Not even likely. It probably won't because I can tell you after the long after the days I put in. At 7 o'clock at night, I don't want to fucking work out because actually at 7 o'clock at night, I'm in the midst of my day still. You know, I'm in the midst of emails on calls and texts trying to fucking, you know, play uh, conductor to the symphony that I'm in charge mm-hmm. of, right? So why do I want to jump out of that game and go to the gym at that time? I don't want to fucking do that. I want to jump in and go to the gym when there's not much going on so I don't miss anything because right. I like what I do. It's not like I don't like it. Like, when, I, when I'm in that zone of, like, being conductor to all these moving parts, I want to fucking stay in it. I don't want to go disrupt it. So it's, you know, for me, that's why I have to do it that way. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I don't quit the, not do the workout because I'm like saying, oh, I don't want to fucking work out. I like working out. Yeah. It's just, I don't want to jump out of what I'm doing at that time. Right. Right. So let's break the obstacles to motivation into two categories. We'll do internal and external. So internally, it seems like the one thing that paralyzes most people from action is self-doubt or feeling like a fraud. How have you learned to deal with that? Dude, I think everybody feels like a fraud. I think everybody who's doing anything is always... Because I just... I don't know. Like, I I think it has to do... And I don't know this. I'm, this is a guess for me. I think it has to do that when we're little, we're usually raised to ask for things. Like, we ask for permission. I mean, in fucking school, you got to ask for permission to take a leak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So we're used to asking things, and we're used to being validated by other people. And for that reason, it feels like when we try to go out and do something on our own, that we have to get validation from someone higher up than us to us for us to not feel like we're out we're stepping out of bounds for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I would have to, like, talk to an, an entrepreneur above me and there's millions of them, you know, and getting like that guy would be like, dude, you're doing really good. You know what I mean? Like, right. and I need that validation from right. him, like to feel official. And that never comes because especially in business, it never comes because most people in business are super competitive and they just don't give out fucking compliments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. because they don't want somebody to fucking compete with them or come up and be like when people, when people go to a, a, a real entrepreneur, like, I don't care how they act. They can act like, oh, I really want you to fucking succeed, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I love you. Like, some of these dudes try to make it seem like like it's fluffy and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. I can tell you for a fact, those same motherfuckers won't return your fucking text when you text them or won't fucking have you on their show when you got a big, big event for them, even though you had them on your show when they had a big event mm-hmm. because they're competitive. You know what I mean? Right, right. And that's just the way it works. So you're not going to ever get validation. You're not going to get fucking... Uh, you know, somebody who you look up to saying, yeah, you're doing really fucking good. And if they tell you you're doing good, I'd be careful because I think the people tell you do good just to make you relax a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There's not many people out there who tell you the truth. So validation is, is a, is a, it's a extinct animal. It doesn't exist, you know? So you have to get over the fact that you feel fraudulent because you're going to fucking feel that way until you start believing in yourself. And it, dude, it took me a long time for that. Like, for even even with this, like I, people would comment on my Instagram, like, dude, fucking listen, listen to the podcast it was fucking awesome, and like I'd be like, it was okay, like I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing, <laughs> you know. And now I'm like, now, dude, I'm confident that I could fucking speak with anybody in the world and fucking probably beat them, probably yeah. do a better job. 
Yeah. And that's not being cocky. That's factual from what I observed. You know, there's there's guys out there who I think are really good. Eric Thomas, fucking Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys, Inky Johnson is a fucking amazing speaker. Those guys are on another level. Like, I'm on that level, but there's not many guys on that level. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, but I don't want to miss this. It wasn't, you didn't need validation from some, uh, let me no, back no, those out. guys called me and said, Andy, you're a fucking great speaker. Right. I just figured let, out let's, that I was. Let's, let's assume that they would. That yeah. still's not going to be enough. The only no, true validation is action yourself. and results. Yes. Right. 100%. Yeah. It's going to be coming from you, whatever it is you're doing. Right. And a lot of motherfuckers showing up to see you do it. Or pay you to do it. Right. That's where it comes from. Right. You know, right. and then you start believing. Like, like, you know, you let, you know, if I do an event and it sells out and we got fucking, you know, a bunch of people there and it, we sold out the tickets, I'm like, wow. Okay. People do care about this shit. Right. And that's that's important. Right. This ties into a lot of what, what you were saying the other day about confidence. What did you say? It's confidence is the result of... Uh, Dude, confidence is the result of doing shit that yeah. scares the shit out of you until it doesn't scare you. Right. Okay. And it's until re- you do it right. Yes. Yeah. So, dude, it's not confidence is is not a, a a born with asset or character trait. It's something you obtain. It's a skill. It's a knife that you sharpen. It's something that you work on, and it comes from doing things that you're not comfortable doing until mm-hmm. you do them very well, mm-hmm. and then you get confidence. Whether that be anything in life. And you enjoy doing it because you're good at it. Yes. And dude, that's confidence. I mean, people think like, how do you, how do you like not, I'm not talking about people saying to me, but I hear people say this to other people. Like, how do you get confidence? Like, well, you know, and they assume that people are bored. Like this guy's got such great confidence about him. Like, yeah, I bet he fucking built that shit from nothing. Right. I bet he went through some hard shit to build that. Cause I've met, I've met very few people that are confident that if any, that we're born confident. Right. You know, the world beats the shit out of all of us in one way or another. Absolutely. So if you've got confidence for, for, for no reason, it's usually either either you're being fake or um, you just haven't had the world step on your fucking balls yet. Right, right. And this is this is one area where, I, honestly, I take issue with most of, most of the motivational gurus out there because everybody talks so much about how confidence is believing in yourself. And in my opinion... I mean, if, you're, if your focus is comp- always on yourself and believing in yourself... Well, how do you believe in yourself, Vaughn? You do stuff. That Right. Wait, That's what I'm saying. What kind of stuff? Do you do the shit you're good at that you, you already know you can do? Does that build confidence? You, you stretch yourself. You, 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 you put yourself out of the comfort zone. Uh, right, let me ask you something. Zone. You yeah. know how to tie your fucking shoes, right? Yeah. Like, you could tie them without even looking at your shoes. Without even looking. Okay. So, when you tie your shoes today, did you feel more confident about your ability to tie shoes? I didn't even think about it. It was exactly, unconscious. Because you already know how to do it. Right. But when you were fucking two and your mom taught you how to tie your fucking shoes, we celebrated that shit. Right. Until you figured out how to fucking do it, and now all of a sudden it's automatic. Right. That's confidence. Absolutely. That's how it works. Absolutely. But I also feel like there's another side of confidence, and, and this ties into what you say all the time, which is you have to provide value to people. And what I what I have told people is that if you're... You know, if you're questioning yourself or you're, or you're, you know, have some sort of self-doubt, maybe you've got too much of your emphasis on me. Maybe you need to put the emphasis on the other person and just be like, listen, this isn't about me. This is about providing, providing value to another person. That's a great point. You know? Yeah, because what do you have to fear if you're providing genuine value right. to somebody else? I talk to my sales staff about this all the time. Our goal in our company is to get people fucking results. What, what results? I don't care. Most people want to gain muscle or lose fat. Some people want to do both. Some people, they want to talk to somebody. Some people need help moving. Some people want to go to fucking have a beer. I don't give a fuck. 
help right. them right. get the result they're looking for. You want to build a successful company? Build it around that. Absolutely. Build it around providing so much value that people, because that calls into sales. You know, most people are afraid of sales because they know that what they're selling isn't of any real value. So there's like a trickery trying to happen there, you know? But when you go provide real value or something you believe in, it, there shouldn't be anything at all there holding you back. Nope. And then when you see people get the result, you've brought value, which gives you confidence that what you're offering is awesome. And then you become awesome. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. So people don't, they just don't, they don't get it. Like, right. dude, these, these fucking terms that some of these motherfuckers use, like self-awareness and fucking confident, most people don't even know what the fuck that means. Right. It's just a word they use. You know? Break those words down. What does it mean to be self-aware? What does it mean to have confidence? You know what I mean? What does it mean to have empathy, which is the popular word now? What does it mean? Most people can't answer that question. No. Because they're just, yeah. Because they're just sound fucking bites. cheap, right. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a fucking one sentence soundbite and, and it gets fucking, you know, <laughs> a million comments and likes and none of the motherfuckers know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's, that's Reminds it's me success I, zombie. And you know, here's my issue. Zombie. Here's my issue with that. The people that do that shit know they're doing it. They know that the people that they're, that they're attracting aren't really going to go out and get results. Right. So really they're no better than the dude selling fucking snake oil. You know they're what I mean? They're no better. Right. They're no better. Yeah, they're worse in some ways because the, the, the dude selling snake oil. No, because oil, the, the fucking full circle is going to come around to where the person blames himself, like right. I said in the beginning, and they're going to say, you know what? I did this dude's program three times. It didn't work. It must be me. Right. And they're going to be fucked. Right. That's why people who are fat stay fucking fat. You don't think the people who are fucking fat try to lose weight? No, they all try to lose weight. But they try to lose weight by eliminating the work. They try to go buy, you know, a pill or a fucking program or something, you know, a waist trainer, some bullshit, you know, and do we sell, I know people are thinking like, you own a supplement company, you're saying, yeah, we sell fucking fat burners because they do work if you fucking work with them. But if you don't do the work, don't fucking buy them because you're an idiot. Because if that's, if that exists, somebody out there would be a fucking gazillionaire and there isn't one like that. Right. You know, the work is always part of the deal, but you know, <clears throat> You have you can't prey on people's. It's just not morally right. You know what I mean? And and dude, you know these people who are trying to lose weight, they fucking try over and over and over again. Eventually, they say fuck it, I'm fat. Mm-hmm. And that's why they get like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says, man. Nobody's happy feeling like that. No, absolutely not. You know, you know dude, I'm fucking. I was 330 fucking pounds at the beginning of the year, and like, dude, I was fucking miserable. I just didn't talk about how miserable I was. Well, I can tell. I mean, you're you're you've always had a lot of energy to your personality, but I can tell. I can literally tell how much more positive you are now that that you're yeah, because it I want to your, fucking kill myself yeah, every day. Yeah, like dude, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be somebody who wants to fucking put on a fake smile and be like, oh, I'm fucking so happy because I'm happy with my fucking curves. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Right. Right. You know, and dude, that's that's I just I don't buy into that shit. Like, dude, tell the truth. Right. And it's not about physical looks, but how you fucking feel. Like, if you're not do, This is a good point. Okay? People hear what I just said, and they think I'm, like, fucking fat shaming or something. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm saying is that it's about what you feel like. I don't care if you're fucking fat. Because if you're working out every day, and you're eating right, and you're still fucking heavy, you're going to feel good that you're doing those things that are positive for your body. They're going to build confidence in you. Right? Right? But if you're one of these people who doesn't do shit and you're like, oh, I fucking love that I'm fat, blah, blah, blah. Dude, you're lying. Right. Fucking lying. 
Right. And that's not fat shaming. That's that's the truth. I've fucking been there. Right. You know what I mean? I, it, I think you're spot on. Dude, I know I'm spot on because yeah, yeah. I've fucking been there. Yeah. So this is good stuff. Really good stuff. I want to I want to recap. Okay, so like, dude, what I'm saying is, it's important to fucking do things so that you feel confident and good. Absolutely. Like, you can't just float through life and say, "Oh, I'm so happy with this," because you never feel good. Absolutely. So uh, that's what I'm saying. No, I I, yeah. I I pick up on what you're saying. So in terms of those of you who are struggling with motivation, okay. Point is, you don't need validation. You just need the validation of action. Um, if you are struggling with self-doubt, get your focus off yourself and on other people and providing value to them. So th- that's internal. Those are the things that I think drag people down internally, keep them from being motivated to actually do things. What about externally? So to me, it seems like victories and defeats play a huge role in motivation. Like, So when you win, you want to win more. And when you lose, you want to give up. I know... We've talked about this before. Some gurus say that when people are first starting out, you know, you should want to give them a taste of victory right away, and that that, that will get things rolling. And I know, you know, I'm a grew up in Kansas, so I'm a K State fan when it comes to football. And I know that when Bill Snyder turned around the the K State football program, which was like literally historically the worst, one of the things he did was he intentionally scheduled fairly easy easy games so that people got used to winning. What are your thoughts about that? In terms Dude, I think of- it's important. I, I think I think that's not a bad idea. There's a big difference between giving somebody a fucking trophy for last place or showing somebody they could be successful and giving them a little bit of confidence to keep going. Mm-hmm. Big, huge difference. You know, I'm not somebody who's so hard-headed and, you know, oh, you got to fucking be this strong guy and blah, don't be a pussy. Like, I'm not right. so far that way right. that I don't think that you're supposed to train people properly. I mean, right. it's important for them to have little victories. You know, and celebrate little victories. But it's also important not to celebrate those little victories when the time has passed that those things should be a fucking automatic. Right. John Wooden, the UCLA coach, who's won more NCAA championships than anybody in any fucking sport. Right. More championships, okay? He used to start practice, first day practice, first thing they did was putting how to put your socks on correctly. Mm. Okay? How to fucking... We're going to talk about basketball. How to put your socks on correctly. Then he would explain why. Because you're going to run an average of six-something miles during a basketball game. If your socks aren't on just right, you could develop blisters, which will keep you from being able to play. Okay, so let's start with the very basic shit. And, dude, you know what? They go down the line, all have their socks on correct, and he'd be like, good job, everybody did good. But you better fucking believe that three months into the season, he's not fucking congratulating people for putting their fucking socks on right. You see what I'm saying? That's an incredible illustration. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's important. Like when I first started playing guitar when I was 30 years old, I didn't know anything. Okay. So I went in there and like, dude, for me, even still to watch these dudes that fucking play guitar, that play it so well that it's like, it looks effortless. Like my teacher, he used to be able to, and he still can, he'd hear a song that he never heard before and fucking play it. Hmm. Hear it one time and play it. And I'm like, dude, that is like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And I used to say that, and I would say, that is an incredible talent. And he would get so fucking pissed off when I said that. (laughs) Because it's not a talent. He's played for 40 fucking years. See what I mean? Right. So when when I went in there, you know, he would, you know, he'd be like, okay, well, this is a G chord. And this is like, you put it like this. And like, dude, I'd fucking strum the guitar. And he'd be like, that's awesome. You did it. And I'm like, looking at him, and I'm like the fuck man you're playing like 
all this shit, and I'm here making one noise that don't even sound right. You're telling me, but he's doing that so that I believe that I could get to that point. I totally believe in that. Right. I mean, how could you not believe in that? So for the sake of the astrocoles among us, how is that, because I mean, you said you believe in small little victories. How is that different from what you've said sometimes where you don't agree with the whole setting small manageable goals for yourself? How's because that your different? goal shouldn't be to put your socks on right. Your goal should be to fucking win an NCAA championship. Okay. So you're saying... What your goal, my goal shouldn't be to go in and get fucking play one G chord on a fucking guitar. <laughs> my goal should be to be fucking Keith Urban. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, set your goals big, but celebrate a little along the way. It's not... Yeah. Just because you fucking lost five pounds and your goal is to lose 50 doesn't mean you fucking are victorious. It doesn't mean you go out and eat a fucking ice cream and, or fucking pizza. Yeah. It means... You fucking say, acknowledge it, say, dude, all right, maybe I can do this, and move on. Yeah. You know, it's it's about building confidence. It's a totally different thing. It is a totally different thing. But did you just use the example of Keith Urban? Keith Urban is probably the greatest guitar player on the face of the earth. I thought Keith Urban was a country music. He is. He's probably the... Really? He, yes. He's one of the top guitar players on the face of the I earth. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh. He's better than, like, Jimi Hendrix and those guys? He's... He's considered one of the top guitar. I'm not saying he's better than Jimi Hendrix, but I mean he's in huh. at this time of people who are alive on the planet, he is one of the best guitar players on planet Earth. As in the guy that sings I Wanna Kiss a Girl. Yes. Every person who plays guitar huh. knows what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, well, I, I I'm not doubting yeah. you. I just I the only thing I Brad think Paisley, of him is Brad Paisley is too. Is that right? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Very cool. So all right, moving right along. So Simon Sinek has the famous phrase, find your why. Okay. Another think, fucking catchphrase that most people don't understand. Right. I totally get it. That's why it. we're going to break it down. I totally get it. And now it's but time for breakdown. People look at the fucking book. And by the way, it's a pretty good book. Yeah. Okay. It's not one of my top, top books, but it's a good book. Right. I get it. But people look at the fucking title of the book. They assume that they already know what it means and they don't read it and then they start using it. You got to find your why. It's all about your why. <laughs> blah, blah. If I hear someone motherfucker talk about their why, I'm going to punch him in the fucking eyeball. Like, dude, shut up. You don't even know what you're talking about. Right. Well, let's explain it to him. Because I, as I understand it, and, and true confessions, I've read articles about it. Yeah. I've not read the book. But my understanding is that to really motivate action, you have to understand why you're doing something. Dude, why right. would you do something if you don't know the purpose? Right. So what are your thoughts and on my that? Point, Unpack and, your and thoughts. And dude, if you don't believe in the purpose and you don't, if the purpose isn't in your heart, you're going to do things far less effectively and far less thoroughly than you would if the purpose was something that you were completely passionate about. All right. And purpose drives everybody, you know, at the bottom level of the economy, people got to fucking eat. So they go to work at McDonald's and they fry fucking French fries and they make enough money to survive. All right. Mm -hmm. At the top level of the economy, those people, contrary to what most people think, are doing things for a purpose. Mark Zuckerberg don't give a fuck about the billions and billions and billions of dollars he's worth. Now, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm pretty fucking sure. What he does care about and what he's passionate about and what drives him and what his why is connecting people, developing something that has never been developed, being an innovator, and doing things, in a inventing a whole new fucking industry. That's his purpose. And he believes in that purpose. And because of that purpose, he's made a billion of dollars. At the lower end of the economy, those people's purpose is to survive and quote unquote make money. That's why they make so little. That's purpose-driven people make the most money. 
money-driven people make the least. Hmm. And people people will argue with that. They'll be like, oh, I'm a fucking financial advisor. I love money. I make 200 grand a year. Well, I hate to break it to you, bro, but 200 grand a year in the big picture ain't fucking shit. So you could think you're a big shot in wherever the fuck you're from, but I know people that wipe their ass with 200 grand a year. They make 200 grand a fucking hour. Mm-hmm. That's making money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And those people who are making 200 grand an hour, they're not doing it by worrying about how much they're making. They're doing it by worrying about their why, their passion, their purpose, what they love, and being the best at that. And that's what they fucking do. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. why this, the phrase, you know, let your passion, another catchphrase, this, this, this fucking episode should be called stupid fucking catchphrases <laughs> that you don't know what the fuck you mean, you know? But that's why you have people who are so passionate are always at the top and people who fucking work for money are always right. make have a struggle with money. Right. You know what I mean? So there are 7.25 billion people in the world and every one of them might have a different why, but I'm just curious about this. Let's suppose that somebody says, Andy, I totally get what you're saying. I haven't, dis- I, I haven't discovered my specific why yet, but is there one universal motivation that you think every human being could connect with that would motivate their actions? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. While they're waiting to figure out what their specific why is, well, is there one universal driving well, there's motivation? There's two ways to look. There's two things I could say here. That's yes, a really I, good question. I, I, I think just came off the, off the top of okay. my head. One, if that's where you are, okay, you don't know what it is you want, I would start learning the practical skills of success. You know what I mean? And the practical skills of running a business, like things like money management, marketing, uh, you know, Everything, all the shit you have to do, mm-hmm. accounting, uh, you know, managing people, because it, it, at the end of the day, those skills are going to come in play if you're going to take your passion to the maximum. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's say you don't know what to do. Start studying and being around people who are good at leadership, who are good at managing, who are good at teaching cultural values and show people how to actually work, um, how to market, how to get your word out, how to connect with people. Because those skills are always going to... That's why you see so many lawyers and so many fucking chiropractors that come out of school and can't do shit because they don't ever study those things on their own. They get their degree and they're like, oh, well, I'm a fucking lawyer. Well, you, guess what, motherfucker? You're also a business owner and you didn't do shit to learn that. Right. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're run, and ultimately, even if you're working for someone else, you're eventually going to have to fucking... Unless you're a public defender, you're going to have to get out and, and do your business. Right. You know, right. these dudes who are big shot lawyers, they don't... They're not working for a firm, dude. They are the firm. Yeah. You know? And these guys, it's just... So that's what I would By the way, I should add, too, that there's a whole industry called medical practice industry, and the reality is is that most people who run practices, the business aspect, actually make more than the doctors. Well, of course. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it it behooves people to learn about business. Right, exactly. Um, Especially management, because I'm going to tell you, no matter what, leadership and management and sales. If you can learn those three skills and master those three skills, and a great place to learn those skills is in a retail environment because you get it on a, on a micro level. It's, it's, very, right. it's very cut and dry. Um, you know, retail jobs are great for teaching those skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you could master those three, you know, sales, management, and leadership, you could be pretty fucking skill heavy for whatever it is you decide you want to do. Right. Um, the other answer to your question is, <clears throat> you know, I think that if people don't know what to do and they don't want to do that, 
you know, as far as they're not going to go out and study these skills, which you should. Um, you know, most people don't ever come and find their passion. They don't ever, they don't ever, they don't ever look for more because they, you know, like we've talked about a million times, most people just do what their parents do and they do what's expected of them and they do what they're supposed to do. And, and they're, so they're not searching for anything outside of that. Mm -hmm. So they never really find it. So, um, you have to actively, you know, try to find something that you think is cool that you believe in, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and really, man, I think a lot of people find those in their natural interests. Like, what are you Googling or what are you watching on YouTube? Like what pay attention to what you're doing. Right. You know, like for me, like I watch a ton of YouTube. It's all car shit. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to do something with cars. You know what I mean? And, and don't hit me up with no business plans about cars. I mean, <laughs> I would love to do something with cars, but I'm talking about like, I want to own Lamborghini, yeah. not fucking own a Lamborghini. Right. So. Right. What, what Did I answer what you asked? Well, I yeah, I mean, you did. Asked. You did answer. I was talking I mean, so much. I forgot. No, no, no. You did. I just, I guess what I was saying is that, you know, everybody's always saying one of two things, either I don't know what to do or I don't know what my ultimate motivation is. And what I was going to, what I kind of, what I was driving at is don't you think on some level we could all connect to the motivation of just, I mean, it sounds, Oh yeah. Go ahead. Dude. I, the, the ultimate connectivity I think of people is to get, is to give and help. Yeah. I think that people, uh, is that really what you're going to say? Yeah. I mean, that's people, you know, dude, I would be totally fine, honestly, like making no more money than I make right now and doing nothing more than helping other people like homeless or like, you know, and that's what I'm trying to do with like mm-hmm. our, uh, our charity that we're doing with Dan Fleischman, yeah. um, with the homeless backpacks. And then also, uh, um, you know, what I get to do on a daily basis is pretty, pretty intertwined with that purpose, which is why we're good at it. Um, because we have a lot of people who are coming to us for results. They're out of shape. They don't feel good. They're not confident. They're stressed. We help them with those problems. You know, somebody wants to lose a hundred pounds. Dude, we've had thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And I'm not fucking exaggerating. It's probably tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. that have come, bought products off our website, called our customer service people and lost fucking 40, 50, 60, a hundred pounds or more. And that changes their life. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of satisfaction in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I I enjoy that. Like I feel like I am between this this podcast and the project that we're that we're working on and the other things that I do. I feel like that I am fulfilling my purpose and I haven't met a per- person yet that doesn't enjoy being a part of some sort of charitable act or 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 being a part of some uh, a culture of giving or helping. You get what I'm right. saying? Absolutely. So I do think that people could, I think that's a common core for most like normally wired people. I mean, there is weird motherfuckers out there that like, yeah. that kill like other people's cats and dogs and shit right, that right. you just can't fucking help. Right. But normal people, yeah, I think it, I think it's providing good. Right. On you know? that level, I mean, I know that you and I have talked to I me, mean, we're not going to give details to everybody we've, we've talked about. There's some smaller projects that we're going to develop that probably what we'll do is just end up donating a ton of like pretty much all the proceeds to like whatever the the veteran thing that you're part of or 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 Dan Fleischman's thing but that stuff's fun you know it makes you feel good to do that kind of stuff but um well before i get to the last last two things i wanted to ask you about uh guys connect with us um andy is at andy forsella on instagram at mfceo.com 
excuse me, dash one on Snapchat. Are you still snapping regularly? Yeah, I just haven't the last couple of days. Okay. I was in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. freaky. So I, I, uh, I guess I'll just say it because I said it, but yeah. I have an irregular heartbeat called right. atrial fibrillation. I've had it for a long time since I, since I was like 27. Um, and I had a, like an episode of it in the gym. So I go to the hospital on uh, Monday. I was sick. Tuesday, I was in the hospital. Wednesday, I was in the hospital and doctor's offices. So I haven't snapped at all this week. But, yeah. Um, I'm good. I mean, everything's cool. It's yeah, just, yeah. Uh, it just happens once in a while. It can be scary, though. The pussitis comes out of nowhere, man. I know, dude. <laughs> I, I, my, my, never mind. <laughs> well, was, Facebook is uh, facebook.com forward slash Andrew Frisella. Uh, dude, you're the one that fucking passed out on the fucking elliptical. and had to be, <laughs> it had to be ambulance to the fucking <laughs> hospital. Talk about pussitis. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck life, I'm done. Yeah, I never had to be carried out of the gym in a fucking stretcher, bitch. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't count if it, I don't remember it. Oh yeah, That's it's fine. easy to say. That's like all the ugly girls you banged. Oh, remember I was drunk. Oh, now all of a sudden I bang girls. You always say I bang guys. I meant to say dudes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, on that note, um, so yeah, I'm at Vaughn Kohler, V A U G H N K O H L E R. Tyler is at M A I underscore T Y L E R. And uh, guys. We mentioned it earlier, if you're new to the podcast, uh, we're doing something that's kind of the long game for a cultural transformation that is the uh, the series of books, children's books, Otis and Charlie. Check out otisandcharlie.com, but but more importantly, uh, just head over to amazon.com and uh, and purchase a yeah, copy. Yeah, I think we're going to do an event, and yeah. the, the event I was thinking would be, if you want to come to the event, it's going to be exclusively for people who buy 15 books, so nice. like, I don't think we're going to sell tickets. Like, If you buy 15 books... And you could show me your Amazon receipt and prove that you got the books. Yeah. We'll let you come. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, that's, you know, and, and what I want, I want people to give those books to people who have children and have kids and stuff. Yeah. Because, guys, the purpose of the books is to be a tool. It's not like, hey, we just wrote some fucking children's books. Um, and by the way, there's no word, bad words in there or anything. Yeah. I mean, they're children friendly. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the idea behind what we do here, guys, is that we want to impact the world. You know, we're trying to teach people the values and the culture and the skills they need to be successful in life. And that doesn't mean be a successful trillionaire or a billionaire, or even a millionaire. It just means to find, be able to fucking find success in the areas that they want to be successful. And those things are always parallel. So um, if you read the book, you'll understand. The first book is about Charlie, um, who basically is a ambitious little puppy dog mm-hmm. and it is my real life puppy. Um, and she wants to, you know, basically buy a certain toy and her brother Otis is the lazy dog and he, he wants to sit around his ass all day. And it tells the story of how she chooses to go work and he chooses and it parallels what happens when you do those two things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm giving away the story because the story's not for you anyway. Right. Um, but you know, it, it shows from a kid's perspective that if you work fucking hard, you get rewarded. And if you li- sit on the TV, your ass on the TV, you get nothing. Right. And it, that's an important lesson. It is. You know? And, and I, uh, I swear to you, I mean, dude, you guys so, can you guys can trust me or not, but I, I read that story to my daughter. She's three years old. She's highly advanced, so she's, uh, she's picking up everything. She's already accepted into Harvard. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, I mean, she, first of all, she loves it. She's in love with, with the characters. Wanted me to read it How like 18 times. How does she love the toys? Times. 
What's that? How does she love the toys? She loves the toys, especially since those are the only toys in existence for right now until we get them. Until we got, she's got the prototype of the Otis and Charlie cho- toys, so she she loves them. But um, oh, those are the only ones. I, those are the ones you brought me to. Yeah. So do you have them back? Now? I have them back. Yeah, oh, the, the, the ones the you they were looking for the I other day. We both had a set, and then it was that no. same night that I saw him yeah. post it on his Instagram. I, I can get it back. No, no, no. I don't need it back. No, no, I can but... take your little kids' <laughs> fucking toys. But anyway, dude. here's my point: is that I was in I was in the uh, the kitchen getting dinner ready, and my daughter comes in with a broom and starts sw- sweeping with the broom, and I was like, "You're full of shit." No, I'm. T- I swear to you, this this is you're gonna go she's... to hell, Vaughn. No, no, no. This is truth. I said, Lila, what are you doing? She looks at me. She goes. I'm working hard, Daddy. I want to be happy in life. No way. I swear to you, she said Dude, that. Dude, that is awesome. It is awesome. And my, my wife and I are like, holy cow. But kids pick Dude, up that on that stuff. Dude, that is awesome. It is awesome. Like, and I just got like chills. And like, it dude, is that's honestly the purpose. truth. I yeah. swear to you. I, I guess I shouldn't swear. But but I, I'm... Well, I know, telling, you, I know you wouldn't lie. No, I'm not lying. And Except it's about awesome. how many shots that no, you did. No, 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 no. I just talked to somebody about that the other day. Yeah. We'll, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, 30 I did, shots? I, did, I almost did 30 shots. Yeah, don't make me pull out that. I'm just going to have to prove it. That's what we were in Salt Lake City. We were at... Sundance Film Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got the video of him it, almost passed out in the limo. Bar was drunk, and he's telling us <laughs> yeah. he did 30 shots. New Year's, still got 2013, that video. I'm fucking, telling you. He did three fucking shots. At, the, uh, at an Irish pub in Manhattan, Kansas, it was 31 shots. Of Get water. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> so. Now you just discredited the whole story about your daughter, because everybody knows you're a liar. <laughs> well, listen, before we totally get off the, the subject, so... Um, Oh, yeah. We, so anyway, oh, so more? guys, I I, I did. Oh, we do have more. I, I did. I did want to say one other thing. Don't turn that, it off. We're, we got more. How, how are we doing on time? <laughs> We're fine. Okay. So here here's what I wanted to say though. They can come back later if they don't. With regard like to the 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 response has been overwhelmingly positive. As yeah. I was telling Andy and Chris, we got it. We actually got an email from the uh, from the distributor who knows all things. You know what's typical for, said, for wow. yeah and he said wow because of the number of orders that we gotten which i'm not going to tell you but it was it was high but every now and then i'm getting an email and this is the email and i want you to speak to this because i think this is really based on a wrong understanding and the question is andy gary v says stay in your lane you're the mf ceo you're not staying in your lane by doing this children's thing and I've gotten a, a handful of, not many, but just a, kind of a handful. What What do you say to that? I'd say that you have a mental disability if you can't fucking understand what I'm trying to do here. Right. Okay? This is That is my lane. My lane is to fucking foster change. My lane is to fucking create a new breed of people. My lane is to inspire people to be the best that they can. And how can you better inspire people to be the best that they can if you're not starting... At the very beginning, you know, I can write any book. I can write a book at, for 10 years old or 12 year old or 15 year old or 19 year olds. I can write a book for adults and I will. But this is the long game. This isn't fucking, you know, a side project. We're trying to create a revolution, you know, a revolution of success and not just financial, but in all areas, a, a revolution of greatness, you know, right. as defined by our last podcast. You know, succeeding in all areas of your life is greatness, you know, and that, how do you not, you can't do that if you let people be ingrained with a negative worker be, um, you know, unsuccessful mindset from the get go. You just can't. Mm -hmm. So staying in my lane, I'm fucking all the way in the middle of my fucking lane. I'm going 150 fucking miles an hour down my lane. 
just because you can't understand what my lane is, it doesn't mean I'm not out. I'm not out of it. Absolutely. You know, and and not only will you write a book or books, you have, and we're in the process of of editing those and getting those ready for publication. And guys, the success book. People will, really will, write that shit. Yeah, Jesus. not many. I mean, not compared to the amount of. Uh, Send Positive. those motherfuckers a hard yeah. helmet. Yeah, I don't yeah. want them to hurt themselves out there in society. <laughs> okay, so two more things. Well, last last issue is, uh, you know, we talked about this before in Success, Greatness, those those episodes, and pretty much the entire MFCEO project, that there's a certain faith aspect to motivation, and I mean that not in the organized religion sense of the world, word, but in the sense that I believe... Very similar. Yeah, yeah, but, but that I believe that my work will be worth it. And you've said... A billion times. Let me give you an example. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. You've said a billion times, this isn't magic. It's work. Do the work and you get results, period. Is this really the secret of your motivation that you believe? I'll give you an example. Action produces results. I'll give you an example. Yeah, 100% it does. Dude, it's fucking physics. There, to every action, there's an equal reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fucking, it's the way it works. It works with everything. Look. I set my goal this year to be in better shape than any, my my goal to be in this year was to be in better fucking shape than any of our sponsored athletes, our male sponsored athletes. And if you know anything about my company, I've got some sponsored athletes that look like they're chiseled out of fucking granite. And one of them, actually, Mike Cunahan, is on the cover of Iron Man for January. Hmm. So if that gives you any indication of what these dudes fucking look like, that was my goal. I was three hundred and thirty fucking pounds. My goal was to look better than him. You know what? I don't look better than him. I don't. I, I don't really. Honestly, I don't look even close to being better than him. Not even in in like I don't. I don't know. Like it's it's not comparable. Like if you took my shirt off and I stood next to him, <laughs> I would look like a lump of fucking shit. But here's the thing: I worked my fucking dick off all year, and I've lost seventy five fucking pounds. Right. And you know what? I didn't end up exactly where I wanted to be. But look how fucking much better I am than I was. You 10x'd it. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I didn't. Maybe I didn't hit where I wanted to be, and that's what we talk about setting gigantic goals. Mm-hmm. I might not be where I wanted to be, but I am a million times healthier, a million times happier, a million times more focused, and a million times better in every area of my life because I went through and had faith in the process. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with business. It's the same thing in anything, you know. And just so you know, because I know Mike listens to this. By fucking May or June, I am going to look better than you, motherfucker. <laughs> and that's the truth, and I mean it. So, you know, I'm not giving up. Right. I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enthusiastically pursuing that goal even harder now because now I respect it because I see how hard it is. So now when I look at him, you know, I don't say, oh, that guy's fucking lucky for blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, that motherfucker works his ass off, which he does, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, you know, that's a perfect example of you may not end up exactly where you want to be. That's why you need to set big goals. If you're going to, you know, if you want to make a million, you better try to make 10 million. Mm-hmm. Because that way, if you fail, maybe you made two and you still are a lot better off than when you were making fucking 20 grand. Right. Absolutely. It's been said before, but I think this really articulates what what you're trying to say is, you know, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And that's really what you're you saying. Can't you can't fail. fail. You're you're you going to fail, succeed, man. If you, There's a if plan you work. to succeed in anything. Like, yeah. people have this. They have this idea, and they they look at the biggest examples of success, right? Like, just use financial success because it's easy to to comprehend it for this example. 
they look at Bill Gates or they look at Steve Jobs or they look at uh, Warren Buffett and they say, I want to be rich. And they think they look at those guys and say, those are rich guys. Well, no shit. Those are the richest guys in the fucking world. Okay. You probably are never going to be that. But that doesn't mean that you can't make five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars and live a great life. It also doesn't mean you can't make five, six, seven million dollars and live a great life. Those guys are literally making like a million dollars an hour or some crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, you know, I'm going to need a million emails telling me the real math. I don't give a fuck <laughs> about the real math. I'm just saying. I saw a statistic one time that Bill Gates could spend his entire life shoveling hundred dollar bills into a fucking fire and he could never run out of money. Okay. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. You shouldn't really consider that as rich. Like that's, that's on a different fucking level. That's an extreme and when you're comparing yourself to that, you know what? Yeah, you might not ever be that. But a lot of people compare themselves to that and they think, you know what? I'll never be that. So don't even fucking try. Right. Let me tell you, man, you don't got to make fucking, you don't have to make a million dollars a year to live an awesome life. You know what I mean? You, you, dude, everybody here is capable of making a few hundred thousand dollars a year. Absolutely. Everybody listening. Everybody Absolutely. listening. Absolutely. Everybody listening has that capability. You know what I mean? And a few hundred thousand dollars a year if you're making fucking 40 is a it's life-changing amount mm-hmm. a life-changing amount completely change your life you know but if you want to make 200 you should try to make 2 million because things are going to happen where you might not hit that goal you might try to make 2 million you make 20 mm-hmm. you don't know mm-hmm. but i know this if i hadn't set my goal to beat my cunahan for the diet this year and my conditioning i'd still be 330 fucking pounds and i'd be sitting here talking about what i should have done this year like most of you motherfuckers are doing mm-hmm I don't want to live that way, and neither should you. Well said. So last thing I want to talk about, <clears throat> and I, admittedly I'm going a little a little heavy and deep here, but I think it's important because people people really listen to what you say, and I think there's a, some confusion in some people's minds, not because of you, but because maybe people are, I don't know, they're hearing things that <laughs> aren't really being said. So we get a lot of a lot of emails, and they're great to read, but every now and then we come across, I, I come across an email where there, somebody's just a little bit confused. It's okay. Especially it's okay to be confused. Well, especially, uh, I think this is relevant because we're you know in the holiday season, and sometimes that can be rough for some people. Could you take a few minutes to explain to people the difference? Between, I got an email from a young kid, and it really kind of uh, just really impacted me because he was talking about like he was sharing different symptoms that he that he, that were kind of part of his life or his personality yeah. and they, and 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 as i'm listening to it and he's beating himself up because he's like i'm not motivated and and i think i'm a pussy yes i just said the word um and you said pussy I, I just now i did um but it's it was clear to me dude in reading this dude was clinically depressed. Yeah. Like this wasn't just being unmotivated. You know, I like so, to do a whole you, podcast. speak I, listen, to I would that? like to do a whole podcast on that. Because like, I, I think there's a lot of people that listen to us that they're good people, but they're like beating themselves up. It's well, not yeah, a motivation fuck, issue. I mean, it's why a, wouldn't why wouldn't you beat yourself up? Think about what what the society we live in is. Look at TV, man. It's doing what I just showed you. It, it's it's showing the extreme of everything. It's showing it's showing the Kardashians' popularity. It's showing Bill Gates' money. It's showing all this shit. That these people automatically assume I'll never have. Right. And then they get in, they're like, well, fuck it. If I never have it, I'm just going to do what I do every day and what I like now, which is I like to get drunk with my friends or I like to get high or I like to spend 20 hours on fucking internet a day. 
looking at porn. Right. I mean, dude, people don't, they just don't do anything because they're bombarded. And guess what? When you don't do anything, you're going to get depressed. Mm-hmm. You got to do something. This is what I was saying about the the heavy fat people earlier. Right. Like, dude, right. you've got, you have got to do things on a daily basis to feel good about yourself. You have to earn, like we talk about it, you have to earn the right to feel good about yourself. Right. And that comes from doing things. And when you don't do things, you're going to be depressed. And so our society, the way it's set up, because they show us all the top level shit and we're so far away that we can never even imagine us being there when you don't even have to be there to be really happy. That's going to cause us to feel bad about ourselves. Right. And it's going to cause things like depression. Depression is a lot more than just feeling bad. Depression is a, is a, I used to think, and a lot of people would be surprised when I hear this because I'm such a like no excuses dude, right? I used to think that depression was something for fucking weak people. Like I used to think, oh, people are mentally weak. They're pussies. They're they're blah 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 blah. No, it's a physiological problem. It's mm-hmm. a it's a reaction of chemicals in your brain that is not working correctly. And if you've ever experienced real depression, you know what I'm talking about. You right. know, I've I've dealt with it for almost 20 years and it's been fucking extremely hard. And I go through extreme highs, extreme lows, and it's a constant battle. It's going to be my whole life, you know, because my brain is now, you know, in that it's afflicted that way. Um, You you know, so if you're one of these people who's experiencing it, um, you know, you've got to realize that you can work through that. It's not right. a death sentence. It's not, right. you know, like if you're having thoughts of killing yourself, like that's not, that's not something that no, nobody else understands. Right. Like there's millions of people out there that, that have those same feelings. They just don't talk about it, you know? And I think it's a subject that needs to be explored more in depth and, and talked about because <clears throat> so many people have it, but, it's so taboo to talk about because nobody wants to feel weak, right? And nobody wants to show that like, oh, that guy's not what he says he is or this or that. Um, that So nobody does it. And then you have this isolation effect of, you know, like whoever's listening right now is suffering from depression probably is like, well, nobody understands. Right. No, there's people that understand, man. Absolutely. It's a fucking real thing. And, and really, plenty of people who are willing dude, to Dude, my life changed when I finally said something about it. Yeah. You know, I had a nervous breakdown, like a fucking real one, like where I yeah. ended up like being non-functional and I went to my doctor like dude and it was causing physical pain like Mm -hmm. physical pain on my face physical pain in my eyes like I it was so bad that I just couldn't fuck dude it was this is not gonna make sense to people unless you've dealt with it but it was so bad where I was like dude I have to kill myself because I feel so fucking bad Mm -hmm. like physically not just mentally like I'm sad like dude my body fucking hurt my face hurt my head hurt my eyes hurt my neck hurt like it was affecting me in a physiological way. And um, dude, I had like a fucking breakdown and I ended up going to the fucking hospital and then I ended up going through all these tests and all this shit and they had fucking neurosurgeons and fucking neurologists and tests and CAT scans and all this shit and it comes back, you're fucking depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they started me on some treatments and you know, dude, in fucking literally in like two days, two days, I was fucking feeling better, you know? It's amazing. Yeah, dude. And it's if you amazing. don't ever talk about it, you can never, you know, like it took, I, like I didn't have the courage to talk about it. I had to talk about it because I felt like I was dying. Right. You know, but what if I had fucking said something five or six years before that? 
Right. You know, I wouldn't have fucking got to that point. Because people think, like, I used to watch those, you know, the commercials. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, and I'd be like, who the fuck has thoughts of suicide? But you, like, literally start having those things pop in your head. Right. Like, and you're like, oh, fuck. And then you, and then they start telling yourself, well, that's, that's not what that, that's not that. That's right. something else. Right. Like, that's just me creatively imagining things. No, dude. If you literally have those kind of thoughts, you need to go fucking talk to a doctor and tell them. Absolutely. Because, like, it's, it's a problem. Right. And I can tell you right now, I don't have those thoughts anymore. And I feel fucking good. And I'm able to handle my life and my stress. Right. You know, mine was brought on by years of stress. Years of, like, just constant bombardment. You know, I started off a little bit with a little bit of it. You know, when I say I struggled for 20 years, you know, it's always, it was very, started off very small and it became this fucking huge monster that was like uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. dude, I can remember, I can remember talking to my brother about business and, and him being like, Jesus, dude, you sound like you're going to fucking die. Cause I was like, so on a different plane of crazy. Mm-hmm. And dude, that was right before, uh, right before, I had that issue where I went and go see the doctor and <clears throat> you know, now, now it's, it's manageable. Right. You know, for the most part. Yeah. But you gotta be, you gotta, you know, you, you know, I would encourage people to, to have the, the courage to say something because um, I think between actual having a competent doctor that can help you and actual uh, physical training, working out, eating right, avoiding alcohol is a huge deal mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Like if I drink alcohol, for the next three or four days, I'm fucking, I feel depressed again. Yeah. Um, but I think with fitness and with, with, uh, you know, some, some, a good doctor treatment, you can, you can, you can knock it out. It's no big deal. It's like a fucking infection. Absolutely. I think the biggest problem is, is that people think it's like that if they have it, they can't be anything. Dude, there's a lot of very successful people that suffer from it because they have insatiable appetites for success in general. And once they reach a certain level, they can't get any further ahead and then all this, that's why you read this thing about rich people not being happy. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not because they're not happy. It's because they don't do it for the money and they're, there's what else they're looking for the next thing to fulfill. That's why they look to drugs or fucking hookers or they do all this shit because right. they're looking for that next thing. And eventually once you've done all that shit, there's no more shit. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So they go crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel very fortunate circling back to something that we talked about earlier that I figured out how to impact people's lives and help them and do like, this is part of it. That's, mm-hmm. You know what? This is actually a really good reason why, you know, people ask, why do you do this for free? This is part of the fucking therapy for me, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's part mm-hmm. of why it's part of what helps me feel right about my life. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to be some dude who just fucking makes money. Like there's no, there's no fucking nobility to that. Right. You know, there's no impact to that. Like, dude, you make a fucking, you know, a trillion dollars. What difference does it make? You buy all the shit you want. That's the only difference, you know? And so it's, it's, it's a way to, to feel good. You know, that might be the third thing is like providing value and helping people Mm -hmm. when you can, like doing good shit. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, whether that mean money or whether that mean, uh, time or whatever you can afford to give, but being a part of something bigger, you know, I think that's a big reason why first form is so successful is because so many people feel like they're a part of this, you know, it's not me, it's us. And, um, you know, no matter what you're struggling with or what obstacles you have or what's hard right now or this or that, dude, you have a group of, of people 
that are there to help you. You know, our company is not just tits and ass like most mm-hmm. of these companies. I mean, we have tits and ass. <laughs> I mean, there's some good looking there's some good looking people, man, men and female that come to these events and are part of our team. I've never noticed. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but, you know, uh, those people all have good hearts, too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know, guys, so all this to say, if you're unmotivated and you're and you're down the dumps, I mean, yeah, it could be that you're lazy and you're not getting stuff done and you need to act well, and you he, need to pull you, you out of it. You know what you need to do, man? But it could also be no, that there he, are forces beyond your control look, and you need to If you feel help. like shit and you're not doing anything... You feel like shit because you're not doing anything. If you're doing shit that you should be doing, you still feel bad. Yeah. Then that's when you need to worry. Yeah, absolutely. You see what I mean? Because like, dude, when I was de- when I was having my struggles, I was doing the most I ever did, and I still was feeling like shit. Right. You know, I was in great shape. I was I was working hard. I was doing all the things I knew how to do to be successful. At the end of the day, I should feel fulfilled with that. Absolutely. And I wasn't. Absolutely. And that's where you need to like worry about it. Now, if you're sitting yeah. at home playing fucking video games and you feel depressed. Well, it's probably because you're playing fucking video games all day and not doing anything that contributes right. any value to yourself or others. Exactly. So you need to be able to differentiate those. And but that's the, a self-assessment. But, but the bottom line is you would agree that it's not as simple as just saying, oh, I must be a pussy. Not in all the cases. Not in all the cases. In many of the cases, Yeah, if you're the guy that's sitting home playing Call of Duty right. and, and you want to be a millionaire and you're not fucking doing anything about it, then you're pussy. Right. If you're the right. guy who's trying to do everything and you still feel like the, you're going to fucking die every day, you probably need to talk to somebody. Right. So we you appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we appreciate you guys. And definitely, if, if, if you're if you're the kind of person like what Andy's saying, where you're, for no well, good reason, know, you're just dude. overwhelmed. Like, dude, no, you're just not alone. know. Like, I'm there with you. I'm, yeah. the, I'm in the same boat, man. We're, we're all there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm suffering with the same shit every fucking day. You know, I've just learned how to manage it, and, and that's part of the process. You know, my buddy Derek Wida, who got his leg, you know, uh, amputated after you know he was in Iraq, he was shot and he has he lost his leg. You know, he 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 struggles with depression. You know what I mean? And he's open about it. He's a good guy to follow, actually, about this because he is very very transparent with his ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, his his downs are fucking down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's sad because I love Derek. You know what I mean? But I also know where he's coming from. Right. But at the same time, what's awesome about Derek is that he didn't have this up, you know, most people lose their leg and they would just fucking quit. You know, he's turned it into an asset for him. He's turned it into a, to a way to inspire, a way to give back, a way to provide value. And because of all those things, a way to help offset the depression that he's dealt with, you know, from, from this situation, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. It's a cool, mm-hmm. unique thing to watch. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's the dude would be totally inspiring if he had two legs. Yeah. You know, but it's just, uh, you know, he's another guy who's worked through it to become, yeah. you know, something in life. Yeah, that's awesome. So, will this, uh, is this, to, is this the last one before, before Christmas? No. Okay. This will come out next, uh, next Tuesday. No, it, it will be the one, it'll be the last one before Christmas. No, because Thursday Thunder I'll have. Oh, that's true. All right. Well, anyway. Unwrap your Christmas presents, motherfuckers. <laughs> Aggressively. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for me. You yeah. got anything else? So, guys, no. Yeah, guys. If you enjoyed the podcast, if you learned anything, if it contributed to you, uh, you know, I'm not going to ask you to pay anything or whatever. Uh, you know, just tell somebody. Tell your yeah. friend. Bring a friend. Have them follow me on Instagram. You know, um, and have them listen to the podcast. Yep. You know, that we're just trying to change people. So, 
I appreciate it, guys. Love you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Take it easy. Yeah, buddy.